Oh. <laughs> what up, everybody? Don't even tell people when we're going live. What up? It's Multiplex Loves Movies. How are you? My name is Maggie Bracala. I'm in her usual spot. Um, that's okay. Um, Cody Newberry is here, uh, a regular to the show. Uh, Cody, how are you? Uh, I'm really great. I'm glad that I got to show back up on a movie uh, review show or a movie talk show, and it didn't get canceled over holiday break and didn't get to do a last episode. So I appreciate that you keep it going. So Yeah, thank you. I was feeling the same way. I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, also here, returning to the show for the, I, I don't know how many times, Robert Parker, how are you? I am lovely, Tim. Thank you for asking. How are you? And how are you doing? I am just so friggin' fantastic. That's what um, I like to hear. Yes, um, our no normal panelist of uh, Margaret will be off this week. She is uh, busy saving people. Um, she is saving the koala bears. I don't know what she's doing. She's doing something. I heard it's raining in Australia now, so that's a good thing. Did I, I? I think that's a good thing because that means all the fires go away. Correct. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. That's a good think, thing. That's what we want. Yeah, I don't think that instantly puts out all the fires, but it probably helps. Huh. Well, you know what we don't want, um, which I'm. I you know what, Cody. Cody actually alluded to it. I think we should talk about it. I think we. I think we're gonna talk about it. Okay. Let's talk let's about talk it. About let's that. do it. Because if Maggie was here, uh, she would be like, "No, we can't." But she's not here. This is an unchained episode. Yeah. Um, Fuck the patriarchy. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, let's let, let's talk about this quick. Uh, we don't have to settle on it too long, but it's been that's the other thing. It's been less than a week. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the fact that um, Collider Video uh, shut down production on Collider Movie Talk, Collider Live, um, Collider Heroes, and Collider Jedi Council. Uh, actually, today me and Maggie were talking about this, and I said, "Should we talk about this on the show tonight?" And she goes. Oh, it's been weeks. And I was like, it's been five days. <laughs> this, this was last week this happened. This is literally, um, was this on Friday of last week or Thursday of last it was, week? Yeah, like, it was, I think it was the second. I think it was the day after New Year's. Yeah, it was like so, less than a week Thursday. ago. It was, less, it was five days ago. Um, so I just, I, I want to get everybody's take on it because I feel like it is important. Like we're in this space. Like I think it's an important thing to talk about. Um, and I don't normally talk about the things going on in other communities, channels, and stuff because I just it doesn't concern our channel. Mm -hmm. So I don't usually like to talk about those types of things. I don't bring up schmodown stuff, whatever. But I just I feel like this is like kind of too important in my in in uh, my opinion. It's kind of big. It's kind yeah. of big. So again, if you didn't know, they shut down uh, production on Movie Talk, Collider Live. Um, heroes and jedi council and for me um i used to watch jedi council usually leading up to movies i would watch them so towards the end of the year leading up to a force awakens a rogue one so on and so forth i would watch jedi council heroes when schnepp was on that was a weekly thing i would watch all the time i believe it was daily at one point i watched it um, but Collider Live was kind of my bread and butter. I watched that every single day, um, even after Christian Harloff left, and it kept going. I think the show actually, in my opinion, got better um, with Roxy and Darina hosting. And then you have um, Movie Talk, which is like 
the flagship and has been the flagship of that brand, the video brand for a long time. Um, and I think, again, we don't know all the details. Uh, we're just fans here speculating. Uh, but from my perspective, um, I was really bummed. Um, these are not just shows I enjoyed, but people that I really respect and look up to, um, especially people like Mark Riley, uh, John Roca, Roxy Stryer. Like those are people that like you could tell put their like heart and soul into their work. Um, and to just have it kind of ripped away. And from all accounts, they were given maybe like an hour's notice before the press release went out. Didn't get to have a goodbye show for their fans or anything like that. Um, and then on top of it, you have people representing Collider tweeting and saying some really dumb shit. Um, that w I am unaware of this new development, whatever could yeah. you be referring to. Yeah, exactly. Um, if, if you So for the people who don't know, if you don't know, go watch, actually go watch John Campia's rant. I would never purposely send you to a John Campia video because I don't love him that much, but I think he, his, his take is perfect. Uh, Cody, uh, what do you, what's your take? Okay, so Mark Fernandez just went live on the town. I have not seen it. Okay, I haven't seen it either. I personally have watched the entire thing. I just okay, watched cool. it before I got here. Um, so the main factor that I have, I don't have a problem with them canceling the shows. I don't have a problem with them canceling the shows. Do I miss those shows? Yes. But does anybody in a business sense have a right to cancel a show? 1,000%. Um, like that, like just like Daredevil, all these Netflix shows, they all went away. Like, there's a reason behind it. There's financials behind it that we don't understand or we're fans and they want them to keep going. But let's be real. Things cost money. At the end of the day, it costs money. The basics of his town hall was he was moving in a different direction and he went. The problem that I have with it and the problem I still have from his town hall of his lack of remorse to an extent. Like he cheered up, he cried about a few people, he got upset. But the main factor was that he went, They everybody asked him a question like, why didn't you give, give these guys notice? And he basically said, the chat, they oh. said basically at the end of the day, the town hall uh, in willful employment, you do not owe anybody a two weeks notice. You don't owe anybody anything. You can end it whenever you like. And that's what he, the direction he tried to go in. And then he tried to sell some fake bullshit that the only reason that he didn't uh, do farewell episodes is because it would have been too hard on him to see the people that have to do the goodbyes and have to do all that stuff. Basically, that's an interesting take. Basically, what he's doing is in Studio B, where most of the shows were recorded, he's building yeah. a VR experience studio there. And that's, that's just not, saying. yes, and that's just not capable. He also broke down all the staff that he let go. Um, the main full time team let John Rocco, obviously, he let Mark Riley, he let um, Adam Smith. Those are the three main full timers yeah. that he let go. Then he let freelancers go, like Roxy, Ken. Emma, the list goes on and on. There's a lot that he mentioned, but yeah. he basically said like he's an like, and he's keeping. He said basically the reason why the cancel happened is we were not winning in the those areas anymore. There were other people out there doing it better than us, 
So then why continue on that path and direction that we're playing third, fourth, fifth place to? And for your consideration is they have a market that no one else is into right now. And they have that opportunity. That's why for your considerations going around. But the basic factor is he is obsessed with new technology. He wants to be on the cutting edge of it. He thinks that that's the way to go. And he decided to cut out the popular shows. I mean, he talked about losing 25,000 subscribers. He talked about like how people think he's an idiot. But I think the main factor that I took away from it, that even at Willful Employment, you did not have a choice to talk to any of them. Let them know after the holidays. He said, I wanted them to have the holidays. But tell them before, because once yeah. holidays is and they spend or, money and they do travel yeah. and they do all these things and they come back and they don't have a job. Or tell them that's after. Or tell them after and then give them more than like, a, give them like, I, I don't care how hard it is on you. Like those personalities, those hosts, those freelancers, they deserve a goodbye show. Like even if last Thursday, last Friday, whenever it was, if they had gone in there and said, hi guys, unfortunately, this is going to be the last episode of Collider Live, or this is going to be the last episode of Movie Talk uh, because of blah, blah, blah. You know, you can't go into the specifics of why they're being canceled, but this is our last show. We want to have a really big send-off for this show. Do that. Like, even if you tell them before the holidays or you don't, like, say, give them the opportunity to send off the shows that they gave their heart and soul, that they were passionate about. It's just, it's really rough to look at how everything fell out like from business decision like you it's really hard to criticize saying hey you cut these shows that was a bad move like yeah we are in no position to say that at all because we don't know the details we don't know the specifics we know what the view counts that we see and the you know the response the community that we see but we do not have the 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 optics and the analysis and the analytics to like make those kind of calls so if you're going to do it the way that it was done was really, really shitty. Not only to the people who are cut, but also to the fans of that content. Like, and that's yeah. that's one thing. Like, I did watch the Campia thing today, which I'm in agreement with you. Like, I'm not a huge fan of his, but I thought a lot of what he oh. said was fair. Some of his he stuff also... was just super, super personal, but like, I thought he the the way he said it, this is shitty for the community and for the people who were let go. I thought that was all. He also he also said Jack Hind is not his number two at Collider. It is absolutely not his number two. In in whatever happens with Jack behind the scenes will be happened behind the scenes. He's not going to do a public execution. Basically, he should be fired. Which any business in general, like if you get let go from job, no one's going to announce it on air or like say that you're suspended or dock of whatever. Yeah. You're not going to say that stuff. So we expect it. But he basically said Jack Hyde is not his number two because he watched John Campion's video. Um, so, yeah, I'm with Boatman on this one. Uh, we're, Multiplex is just going to be all about <coughs> Nico Regoli deepfakes. I think that's a great idea. Um, yeah, so, and I think that's just, like, again, all everything we say does not reflect the overarching views of multiplex. These are our own opinions. But again, another opinion of mine is I just don't want to see all of these people run to uh, SEN or even a John Campia show. I would rather see these people do their own things. I hope they do. I hope they are well off. I know Riley's getting married in like three months. That sucks. Um, That's trash. That's horrible. 
Not um, the him getting married part. The him getting letting go. Right yes, the him, the, the him getting let go. Right. For a second there, I thought you were talking about how it's terrible that he's getting married. Marriage like, is the worst. Stop <laughs> getting married. Yes. No, that's not what I meant. Um, but yeah, no. So this this just all sucks. Um, but again, it, it, I there's not much more to, that we can say on it. Yeah. I think we're all a little bummed. Yeah. I think that um, the important thing is, though, if you want to support these people, go and support them. Subscribe to their channels. Uh, I've in myself subscribed to Roxy, Koi, um, Riley, Roca, all in the past few days. They're all already putting out content. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, Roxy already had like a channel, but Roca, Riley didn't have channels. Boom. They're doing stuff already. So fantastic. Go support them if you want. Okay. Um, now on to the actual part of the show that we, the actual version of multiplex loves movies, our first topic. If you don't know, like Cody alluded to, we're a movie news show. We do this every Tuesday. We were off for a couple weeks for the holidays, but we are back and ready to go. Um, first off every week we talk about the box office from the weekend. So guys, this weekend, uh, number one, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker brought in another 34 million. That movie is close to be making its way to one million or one billion dollars. Uh, number two, Jumanji, with another 26. Uh, that movie is well on its way uh, to about 650. Is probably where it's going to cap out, which is a lot lower than the last one, but still good. Uh, Little Women, uh, almost a billion. Um, okay. It was right under a billion. Little Women is uh, cracking another. 13.6 which is really great for that small movie um it's now at a worldwide gross of 80 million which is pretty impressive frozen continues to dominate the world it's made another 11 million dollars at the box office it has now grossed 1.3 billion dollars which is just fucking nuts and the only newcomer this last week the grudge with 11.4 so barely cracking the top five um, it's made 18 million worldwide, but it had a budget of 10, so it's already made its budget back. Robert, what do you think about the box office this weekend? I mean, I'm obviously not shocked that Star Wars is still number one. Is this the slowest going of the new trilogy? Yes. I don't. Yeah, I remember Force Awakens and Last Jedi doing more than this, like by this point in their run. So, but I'm not super surprised by that, like. The discourse around Last Jedi, because there was, like, so much division in it, that didn't really come until, like, a couple months after the movie, I feel like. And this one, like, from day one, there was, like, a lot of, you know, Twitter threads about it. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not surprised that this one's slowing down compared to the rest. Still not surprised that this is number one, of course. Like, there hasn't yep. been a huge major release since Rise of Skywalker, and people are still going back to rediscover it. Um Glad Little Women is making that money. Uh, that's good to see that, like, because I mean that can't be that high of a budget, so that just means it's like actually making money, which is a good yeah. thing for movies to do. Uh, and yeah, Jumanji, I haven't seen that one. Uh, I haven't seen most of these, <laughs> but uh, I'm not surprised that Jumanji is lower compared to the first one either, because the first one was kind of like a little bit of a lightning in the bottle hit. Yeah. Um... Coho claims that Rise of Skywalker is struggling the way it is is kind of surprising. Again, I don't think it's struggling. I think I want to be clear. I don't think the movie yeah, is Yeah, it's is that almost a billion dollars. The, the movie's the okay. movie's made almost a billion dollars. And the the I, I get why people like Coho. Uh people who like to throw out buzzword headlines and make top ten lists all over the community's uh pages. Oof. Um I'm sorry, I love you, Caleb. Um, but 
I get it why people would say that it's struggling based on the performance versus the other two films. Um, but again, if we, uh, or even if you look at something like um, that one movie I don't like, um, Rogue One, I had to think about it for a second. Um, but if you if you look at it, the movie cost uh, two hundred million, so it's well over its budget. Um, yes, thank Caleb. Yes, that is what I was getting at. It's struggling by Star Wars standards, yeah. um, but obviously solo bombed. But um, yes, compared to Force Awakens and Last Jedi, it's struggling a little bit. I think at this point in the run, Last Jedi probably had already made its billion. Um, but again, The Last Jedi. If I, I'm gonna double check, but if I'm not mistaken. The Last Jedi capped at, yep, 1.3. So this won't get there. I wouldn't be surprised if this goes on to make about 1.1, which, again, to say is a disappointment or struggling, I don't don't think that's true, but I I do understand why people would say that it's uh, struggling or it's not. It's it's a disappointment. Like, people like to throw that shit out Um, financially. Like, I I don't think that's the case. When you, when you're coming off the heels of the force awakens, Mm -hmm. which made to almost a billion domestically, like, yeah, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna reach those heights. And again, and coming off of Endgame too, which was Disney's last like huge thing, um, non Disney. So like, sure. We had Lion King and frozen and stuff, but, um, I get it. Cody, anything juicy about the box office you want to talk about? Um, I love that my letterbox says the one thing I missed from 2020 so far is the grudge, um, but that's <laughs> never going to happen. Um, I haven't seen um, Frozen 2, haven't seen Little Woman, I haven't seen Jumanji, I haven't seen, I've seen Rise of Skywalker, and yikes. Um, but on that note, uh, I want to see Jumanji, and I want to see Little Women so, and Frozen 2, so I'm happy they're still trucking along. But I, I mean, again... Rise. I think everything is struggling during compare, like not great. Um, from the st- from the basic world of Force Awakens, like Force Awakens came out, mm-hmm. it broke everything, and everybody in their world thinking that it could ever do that again is just doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Like it, it, it was lightning in a bottle. It happened. It won't happen again. Um, so yeah, I mean, nothing much to say, um, than that. Um, I also want to highlight the fact that, uh, Knives Out is still in theaters. The movie cost yes. 40, $40 million to make. It made another 8 million. It's at a worldwide total of 248. That's dope. Uh, good for that movie. Awesome. That movie's awesome. We just, I just saw it again with Robert, uh, yeah. last week or two weeks ago or something. And the yeah. movie holds up. It's, it's fantastic. So I also good for- like. Sorry, I mean, I only saw uh, I, I saw less than 25 uh, 2019 releases this year. I did not see very Wait, many. Wait, what? Less than five? Less than 25. I was like, what? How is this I, saw, even- I saw less than 25 2019 releases this year. Or, yeah, less than 25 2019 releases this year. And Knives Out's in my like top three of the year. That movie's spectacular, and I'm glad that it continues to make money. Yeah, and also Uncut Gems, um, a, another small movie um, that has a small budget, is at $37 million domestically. It's not opened overseas. I don't know if there's plans to, um, but it keeps getting added to more theaters because it keeps doing well. So sure. A24 is having a fantastic year when it comes to this type of content. They know how to roll out um, these types of movies. So Uncut Gems is great. Go see it. 
let's move on. Unless Cody, you look like are you constipated? No, I was gonna say I was gonna say something, but I don't think I think Disney actually has had financially a great year, but I think their movies are down this year by a good margin. I would agree with that. From previous years, like quality, this. Yes, I think oh, quality. Yeah. Like, I think the like, Toy Story. Like, I'm counting Disney as like the overall like. Yeah, everything that like, in game great. Toy Story four great, but like a lot of movies are just like falling to like not like Aladdin, Lion I think King. Frozen, um, Frozen two got really good reception. Yeah, but a lot of people like that's that's still a mix. Not, I wouldn't say huge mix. I would say part like I would 70, say like percent popular. Yeah. yeah. But then some people are still like, man, I'm like, this is just a weird year in Rise of Skywalker. There's just a lot. I think they pumped out a lot yeah. this year, and they it's just not a lot to paint off. Dumbo? Wasn't Dumbo this year? Dumbo was yep. this year? Um, I is not actually, really. When it comes to the Disney movies, yeah, I, <clears throat> everybody knows I'm, I'm a shill. Um, I actually liked a lot of these movies. I didn't like Dumbo, but I'm the one weird person in this world that actually liked Maleficent 2. I thought that movie was not that bad. I thought like it got like railed on by the critics and I thought it was actually pretty decent. I thought it was better than the first one. A lot more action, good performances. I thought it was fun. Um, and it also doesn't ruin Sleeping Beauty like the first movie did. But um, yeah, Toy Story 4, Endgame, fantastic. Um, I loved Frozen. We are big Frozen people in the Bracala household. We loved it. Um, so yeah, I w- but I do agree with you where like, yeah. again, just because I like the 2019 uh, Lion King and Aladdin and stuff, I get that most people don't, but these movies still made a billion dollars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> critically, I, I think it's interesting to look at what Cody's saying, like critically, because like, it's it's just about the ratio, right? Because they put out a lot of stuff this year, but what mm-hmm. percent was really really acclaimed critically, right? Um, yeah, just pretty to, much. We just Toy named like, yeah, pretty much Toy Story and, and Avengers. Game. Oh, uh, and there's also Captain Marvel, which did very well. That did over a billion. Um, and critically, I would say that's about the same as Frozen, where it's like yeah. that, like 65, 70 to thirty percent. Yeah, so um, a lot of like a lot of good movies, but like not you know i wouldn't say that disney as far as their ratio because they've put out what 10 over 10 movies this year at at least least 10 if you also also include the like disney nature shit and stuff like that yeah or and if you include disney plus yeah three movies right there too so yeah so if, if you look at even if you include disney plus whether you do or not uh but like you know 20 percent 25 percent of your movies being fantastic movies, not a great ratio. It's also when but, you're when you're throwing a lot of a lot of uh, pitches. How many are you? Yeah, you exactly. Have, but yeah. Again, as to your point as well, they all made a lot of money. If you look yeah. at all of Disney's grosses this year, it's billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. All right, uh, let's move on to the next topic, which is actually going to be the uh, PGA's. Uh, the producers guild Mm -hmm. awards um so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do this like we did with the golden globes and if you're watching and you're excited for the oscar noms those are next monday we're gonna talk about those uh heavily next week tuesday so be on the lookout for that next week um but okay let's talk about these how we're gonna do this is i am going to say the category I am going to say the nominations. I'm going to throw it to each of us for a will win, should win. Mm-hmm. Um, we will do that. Okay. So, guys, Producers Guild, um, just a couple or a little bit of uh, history on a couple things in the Producers Guild. Um, if I'm not mistaken, 
Uh, Green Book won the big award there last year, goes on to win yeah. um, Best Picture. That has happened a couple times with the Producers Guild. Um, and it's happened a lot. So They're the best statistical predictor of the Oscars' Best Picture. As far as like what wins the big, like I, I haven't obviously seen a lot of the movies that are going to be nominated this year, Mm -hmm. but like, as far as what has won the big producer guild award that has gone on to win the Oscar for best picture, it's like, it's over 70% in the last 20 years. Really high. Like they're they're a very good predictor. All right. So let's start off right away with a bang. We will talk about uh, their best motion picture of the year award. Um, 1917. Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Knives Out, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. This is a good list. This is a list that we probably could have predicted. Um, I like the list. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, should win? I'm going to give that to... I'm probably going to give that because I, it's my favorite movie of the year, to The Irishman. Uh, what I think will win after the Golden Globes the other day, I'm going to say 1917. Um, I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm seeing it on Thursday morning. Um, so, again, I need to see the movie. Um, it's the only one on this list I haven't seen. So um, I'm excited. That's my should win. Will win. Robert, let's go to you. Uh, so I've only seen two of these movies on this list, uh, and the two are Joker and Knives Out. You've uh, seen so, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Oh, I have. Sorry, I didn't hear you much. You're right. You're right. So I've seen three. It's not a movie. It's fine. I've seen three. Uh, I I agree with you. I think Will win probably 1917. That's just what's getting the most like late term buzz as far mm-hmm. as I've seen online and stuff like that. And we see the same thing. Like what is necessarily had to the very beginning of award season that like actually travels through. Like we saw it with Spotlight. Spotlight didn't have a lot of early buzz, but like you know, really came through at the end. Uh, similar thing with Green Book. So I think that's kind of what 1917 is going to be doing this year as well. Uh, and should win. I mean, of the three I've seen, I think I liked Knives Out the most. So I'm going to go should win Knives Out. Uh, but I don't think it has a chance against the other films. Okay. Cody, what about you? Uh, should win as the Irishman. Um, and there's a lot of people that backlashed on the Golden Globes. Like, how did 1970 win director and thing? Idiots, you haven't seen it yet. Like, no one's seen it. You can't even backlash something that you haven't actually had a chance to watch. This trailer alone makes me want to give it the award. Because the trailer alone is literally, like, it looks like a masterpiece. Again, I'm going to see it. Oh, even even when he's not here, he's here. The hell <laughs> that I live in. Um, but I'm. I think it's 1917s to win. Like, and I think they're going to win a lot of technical Oscars. Uh, yeah. It's on top of director, and if it's as good as what it says, I'm seeing it. I think Friday, so I'm really excited to craft that off. But there are some that I'm going to finish off. Did you say the farewell was nominated or no? It was not. Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. But I saw it added to the Voodoo, so I'm like, It is now on Tim's Voodoo, baby. Along Hell with, yeah. Uh, along with the Lighthouse. Lighthouse. I'm so excited. So, uh, Tim, Tim went Blu ray shopping today, baby. All right. Um, can, we do, can we do a sort of thing on our channel that Tim goes shopping? Movie shopping with Tim? Uh-huh. You just film me like going to Best Buy and stuff? Let's- no, Tim, we should do next time I'm, Madi- I'm in Madison. Uh, we should do uh, uh, pre played. Oh, absolutely. We'll do that too. We'll make it a whole thing. 
We'll do I it. Would actually, I would actually do that. Do a multiplex of those movies and do it like an episode of. There you go. Multiplex shopping. movies on the street. Yeah. It's going. It's happening, people. Okay. Uh, next category. Outstanding um, producer of an animated theatrical motion picture. So our uh, nominees are Abominable, Frozen 2, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. This is a pretty standard list. Um, I want to tell a story. Uh, the other day, during the Golden Globes, me and Maggie were driving home from um milwaukee and uh all of a sudden i realized shit the golden globes are starting so we pulled out my phone pulled up the golden globes and uh maggie was driving i had them and was listening to them and giving the updates and the whole drive it was all producer stuff or it was all tv stuff i'm sorry then we get home we walk up our stairs go into the apartment turn on the tv and they say and the winner is missing link and i went <laughs> what and i fell over i fell on the ground wrong <laughs> missing link is a good movie i'm just shocked um it's not better than toy story how to train your dragon or frozen i think it's better than abominable but uh holy shit so for me um should win is toy story 4 um i think will win will still be toy story 4 i think it will prevail um and i think it's gonna win this and then go on to win the oscar so uh cody will go to you next Everybody at the tables thought that Mrs. Link was not going to win because they announced it and you could hear that pin drop in that place. And they were like, what? I was on call with Boatman Cam and uh, Boatman Cam and Coho. And when they announced it, we all went, huh? Like it was, it was a shocking thing, but should win is uh, toy story four will win toy story four. Let's bring it home. It needs to, it's the, it's, the best animated movie this year by far. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Robert, let's go to you. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I think will win and should win both Toy Story 4. Uh, I think it's interesting to talk about the possibility of like an extreme vote like split, and that's how Missing Link happened. Because like I I really liked How to Train Your Dragon 3, but I didn't love it like I loved the other two. But like between Frozen 2, How to Train Your Dragon 3, and Toy Story 4 there is a real possibility of a vote split like because i think those well, movies... at the golden globes it was the lion king 2 over abominable i'm pretty That's... sure so it was three okay. disney movies there sure too. yeah so i think i obviously we'll wait to see like how this you know fares for the oscars but i find it really interesting to like think that these movies are all like relatively evenly liked so i think that the possibility of missing link or like you know i, I think this is kind of an unpredictable category uh, but I would also agree that Toy Story 4 should win. Um, the funny thing, or not the funny thing, I think it Leica deserves an award. So this could be the year that Leica just gets like the Gary Oldman or the Al Pacino. Like, sure. hey, like you, you this is your like, a legacy ago. award. Yeah. Um, I'd be fine with that. I just hate that it has to come at the cost of Toy Story 4. Yeah. But I get it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. All right. Next category is one that. I mean, all of us aren't as nearly as interested in, but that's okay. We're going to talk about it anyway. And that is uh, Best Producer of Episodic Television Drama. So we've got Big Little Lies, The Crown, Game of Thrones, Succession, and Watchmen. I have seen Watchmen. I have seen Game of Thrones. I don't need to see anything else. It should win, will win Watchmen for me. Um, do you guys care at all? Uh, I should am... win, what win, uh, should win Succession. Succession. Uh, have you seen it? 
Yes, it is literally Game of Thrones in modern life, and I love that show. I think that show is one of the most underrated shows ever. But again, I haven't seen Watchmen because my really, really, really good friend told me, no, don't watch it. You'll hate it. But then apparently now I'm supposed to love it. So you blame Timber Collar. Robert. Uh, I'm excited to see Watchmen once I start probably in a week or two. I'm going to start watching that show because uh, I haven't yet. But I think should win at this point, just because the hype I've heard probably Watchmen will win. I think Game of Thrones is probably going to win, and I don't think it deserves to, but I think it will be. I think this is another similar like legacy thing. Like, hey, this was such a cultural like moment over the last many years that I think I, I would not be surprised if Game of Thrones gets it, although I don't think they should. All right. Uh, on to the next is comedy for episodic television. Barry, Fleabag, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Schitt's Creek, and Veep. I haven't seen any of these, but the macaw loves Schitt's Creek. She won't shut up about <laughs> Schitt's Creek. Loves that show. She's obsessed. She watched it on Netflix and absolutely loved it. Uh, so I'll go with that because I haven't seen any of the other ones, although I hear great things about all these shows. Um, I think should win Schitt's Creek uh, for Maggie, uh, but will win. I think it's probably going to go to Fleabag based on what I have heard. So, Robert, we'll go to you next. Uh, I've heard nothing but absolute praises for Barry. Uh, so I think probably should win Will win. I'm going to go both for Barry, although I haven't even heard of like Schitt's Creek and some of these other ones, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ba basically, <laughs> Fleabag took home mostly everything at Golden Globes. So yeah, I'm that Chernobyl, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Fleabag. I haven't seen it, but all right. Whatever. So um keeping on with the TV, uh limited series television, Chernobyl, Fosse Verdon, True Detective season three, unbelievable, and when they see us. Um I haven't seen any of these. I've seen the first two seasons of True Detective, I have not seen the newest one, but I just I hear that when they see us and Chernobyl are both fantastic um when they see us is on netflix chernobyl i believe is hbo fossey verdon i've also heard is really really good but i hear the performances are more the the dealio with that one so um i'll go i'll go with uh i'll give it to when they see us because i think chernobyl's gotten a lot of love uh let's give it to when they see us so cody i think it's chernobyl still <laughs> like i yeah. just think it's the clear cut but maybe i'm wrong but we'll see all right, Robert. Yeah, I agree. My roommate absolutely adored Chernobyl, so uh, for that okay. reason, I'm gonna also give it to Chernobyl, and because it kind of cleaned up at the Golden Globes. Your uh, roommate Kevin? No, 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 no. My like actual college roommate. Or ex -college oh, understood. Roommate, Got it. Understood. Okay. Um, outstanding producer uh, for a streamed motion picture. So American Sun. Haven't heard of it. But Apollo, Missions to the Moon, Black Mirror, Striping, Striking Vipers, Deadwood the movie, and El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. I have seen Black Mirror, and I have seen um, El Camino. I say, again, just based on what I've seen, should win, will win, Breaking Bad. Uh, I, it was great, if you haven't seen it. You know. it, was, it was a good movie. It was really good. It was fun. So, Robert. I trust your guys' opinions and the opinions of the masses in this case. I'm also going to go with the children of El Camino, even though I've never seen Breaking Bad. All right. Cody. I'm saying. All right. Don't, go against, don't get against Breaking Bad. 
Uh, nonfiction television, 30 for 30, 60 minutes, Leaving Neverland, Queer Eye, and Surviving R. Kelly. Um, I have heard nothing but amazing praise for this Leaving Neverland documentary. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of it. I have not seen the whole thing. It's like four hours long. But what I've seen is astounding. Um, so I'll just give it to that based on that. Although I hear Queer Eye is actually really good. I believe it's on Netflix now. I hear it's really fun and really good. So, uh, yeah, sure. Cody. Yeah. Uh, surviving R. Kelly or Leaving Neverland is my kind of pick for it, just for the simple fact of how topical they are um, of those people. So that's what I would possibly go with. I'll probably go Leaving Neverland just to. All right. Robert? Also, Neverland. Uh, that's the one I heard talked about on NPR. So I think old people also listen to things like NPR and All they'll right. vote. For it. Oh, people. All right. A couple more TV things. Um, live entertainment and talk television. We've got Trevor Noah's Daily Show, Dave Chappelle's comedy stand up, Sticks and Stones, uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and then SNL. I don't watch any of these. I haven't seen any of these. I don't really care. Anybody? Uh, I like John Oliver and I like Stephen oh, Yeah, I bet John Oliver. And I like, I think SNL has been getting better. Um, I know there's been a lot of kind of shit on it. I watched some of their clips. So like, I I would say I watch like some of all of these a little bit here and there. Uh, of these, my favorite, I prefer John Oliver. Uh, so I will say. Sure I bet you money that Chappelle ain't winning. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. no, I, I, don't, I don't think that's, yeah, that's not happening. Um, okay. So then next we've got Outstanding Documentary Motion Picture, um, Advocate, American Factory, Apollo 11, The Cave, For Sama, Honeyland, One Child Nation. I've seen Honeyland and Apollo 11. Both were fantastic. Apollo 11 is the one that I would give it to. I think it's the most um, commercial documentary of the year. So I'll probably give it to that one. Yeah, I've, I've heard the same that just Paul Lovin's the most like accessible, uh, and that's probably what voters are looking at too. So, yeah, the same thing. Yeah, I trust him. Cool. All right, innovation award. I think this is pretty cool. This is for like kind of some weird stuff that we wouldn't normally talk about, but uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea interactive adventure. Cool. Ooh. Artificial Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Bonfire, Cosmos with Us, 1111, First Man VR, How to Train Your Dragon, Fly with Toothless VR, um, Vader Immortal, Star Wars VR. It goes on. I, there's a lot of stuff in there. I don't know about any of this stuff, but there's one cool. you're there's one you're missing. A Collider Deepfakes is that on there? Oh yes. Uh, it missed the cut. It oh, missed the cut. Damn. But I'm not gonna ask you guys which one's gonna win, <laughs> I think it's, but I think it's cool that they they do highlight stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see what else we got here. That's about it. There's a couple other categories, but again, we're not really too mm -hmm. spoken on it, so I don't want to go into them too much. But those are the PGAs. Um. We'll figure out what goes on when those results happen. But again, we'll go through the Oscar nominations next week, so that should be pretty exciting. And that comes out Monday. The nominations come out Monday. We will do our talk through on Tuesday night as per usual. Okay, next thing. Um, this is kind of a big story. Uh, Christian Bale in talks, although I read confirmed by Collider, um, but now I'm reading in talks everywhere else. So I don't fucking know what's going on, but I'm going to assume he's in it's talks. A deep fake. 
maybe. Um, I'm going to assume he's in talks. But Christian Bale is in talks to join uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And uh, from what I hear, um, it's mainly because he wants to work with Taika. I don't blame him. Taika's a genius. Um, So, yeah. What do we think about Christian Bale joining the MCU? What a terrible choice. Oh, my. What a... Of course. The yeah. probably best working actor right now wants to be in the movies that I love. Bring it on. And that he's supposed to play Beta Ray Bill. Oh, I did like, not know that. Yeah, that's that's who they are hinting at him playing as Beta Ray Bill, which is basically three people in that movie being able to uh, hold the power of Thor, basically. And, like, I just hope he's not a villain, personally, because mm-hmm. I want him in more. But... If he's a villain, he will be the probably the most badass villain we've had. Yeah, I just don't want to waste him in a solo movie, basically. So, um, so I think he wants to he wants to do the weird. He wants to do the out of the box. He wants to do interesting work. So Beta Ray Bill would be like the perfect thing for him to do because it's not a human; like it's completely like an alien type, mm. or whatever they call him. So I'd be excited. To see him, if I want him in the, I want him in the Marvel movies so bad. Cool, Robert. What about you? Yeah, it's a really interesting pick. I think it's a good way to kind of usher in the new era of the MCU. Uh, really, just because like, you know, MCU kind of does have a semi like kind of definitive like ending. Obviously, the Infinity Saga is over. You know, what's next? Uh, and I think this is really interesting to kind of bring in new stars, uh, either uh, usher out old stars. Like if you see Hemsworth and him interact, I hope it's not too much. I think it's hopefully pretty limited. And then kind of bail in Portman right off into the sunset and take the franchise wherever it's going next. But I think it's a great way to kind of start fresh with this like new, really f- great working talent. Sure. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. Um, let's move on. Next thing is still in the world of comic book movies. Uh, trailer dropped uh, from Fox's uh, new film, New Mutants. Guys, I remember when I saw the first trailer for this on Thor Ragnarok uh, yeah. back in November of 2017. It's now January of 2020. Where have we gone? Um, I thought this trailer was dope. I'm not going to lie. I liked it. Um, I thought it was cool. It looks like a cool horror movie. In the X-Men world, if it is to be the last one, hopefully it's a great one and better than Dark Phoenix, which I don't hate, but hopefully it's better. Uh, Cody, I know you're a huge X-Men fan, so yeah. let's hear what you have to say. No, I'm really excited for them to... Like, I've been the... I'm one of the biggest X-Men apologists in this entire community, probably. Um, I don't like Dark Phoenix. It's the one that I really am not a huge fan of. The other ones, I find stuff I like in them. Um, this one is interesting because one, I think it has the same concept of a horror movie that's coming out later of like an eight, like of a Blumhouse. I just saw the trailer on uncut gems, I think, but it's like, it takes your, it takes what you're most feared of and makes you live it. And that's literally what they were talking about. New means. So I find it really interesting how close they are. This movie looks dope. Like, it's very interesting. It's a mm-hmm. complete twist on what X-Men are like, oh, we'll save the day and we're good. No, this is like twisted and you have to like figure out your powers in like the cruelest way possible. Why maybe they want to stamp them out. Maybe they don't. Like, I don't know how it's going to go, but like 
it's got some good young talent in there too. So I'm just excited to see it. It's weird that it's coming out in January, but I think it could clean up in January if it's good. So let's bring it on. It's coming out in April. Oh, April. I thought we said January. It's coming out in April. Okay, April. Well, that's fine. Fine choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should have been should have been later in the year. April's a weird time for it, even more. It's so, coming out the week um, after um, Mulan, so that could oof. that that's could hurt it. I don't think it's. I don't think this is a movie that's going to. It's two different. It's two different viewpoints, though. No, oh, absolutely. People, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to do much in terms of. Uh, box office to begin with i think disney's like let's just put this thing out and see what happens um it also is coming out the same week as uh peter rabbit 2 the runaway mm. uh which you Damn. know sony they look at someone and they go oh hey oh peter rabbit has a 60 percent on rotten tomatoes and people kind of <laughs> Do it again it. they asked them and they were like hey what'd you think and we were like yeah sure and they were like green light sequel but you know anyway um this movie's coming out the same week as that and uh, some other horror film called Saint Maud. It's also the week before No Time to Die. So pretty much this movie's got to make its money opening weekend and then yeah, go away. Yeah. Um, Robert, uh, what do you think about the movie overall in the trailer? Honestly, I'm glad that we're finally getting it. If we're actually getting it, I'll believe it once I'm sitting in the theater and the like opening credits start to play. Um but, like, I'm glad that Disney didn't just, like, take over Fox and then just trash this movie and be like, oh, no, we're not we're not doing that anymore. Like, I'm glad that there was a vision from Fox, you know, however long it took to wade through the rewrites and the reshoots and everything that's happened with this movie. Like, I'm glad that they're – I'm glad Disney has seen it through to the end. I'm glad that they're finishing the movie. I'm glad that they're releasing it. Uh, that's something that I'm happy for, and I'm excited to see it. Cody? The movie was Fantasy Island that is coming out by Blumhouse of 2020. It is literally what you want to happen comes to reality, and that's basically what New Mutants has about. So interesting. Interesting indeed. All right. Um, this next story is all about something I'm very excited about. I kind of alluded to it earlier, but um, Ryan Johnson has a Knives Out sequel in the works, uh, this is just going to be a uh, brand new adventure with Detective Blanc, and uh, I don't think it's going to be any of the other characters other than him, which is perfectly fine with me. I don't need anybody else. All I need is, is more donut talk. Give it all to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is I, this is exactly what I would want from a Knives Out sequel, so yeah, give it to me. Uh, Robert, you just saw Knives Out. Yeah, like, like two weeks ago. Like two weeks ago. So how do you feel about this? I, w I would love to see another like adventure. I love Daniel Craig's character. I love the way that Ryan Johnson was able to like get the ensemble cast to work so well off of each other and also get the script to just like fire at every single moment it needed to. I think the script was the highlight of the movie. Um, you know, it's a little bit worse. Like you don't want to have a sequel and then it be disappointing. Like it's in my opinion, having just seen Knives Out, it's, kind of tough to think about them like outdoing themselves with another murder mystery and like do it even better because this one was so freaking great um yeah but you know if it's just as good and just as twisty where it needs to be and just as predictable where it needs to be with the same level of like quality written characters then i'm all for it 
Like, I don't need, I definitely don't need to see those same characters again, or those same actors again, besides Craig. Um, I just like, I don't want it to like retread anything. I want it to be completely new story, completely like brand new mystery. Even yeah. It, and, yeah. So I just, I, I just don't want to be disappointed and be like, oh man, that Knives Out, it's trying to be Knives Out so hard. It wants to be Knives Out. It wants to be that script, but it's just not like, I hope it's fresh. Yeah. I agree. I 100% agree. Cody, Knives Out, if I'm not mistaken, is one of your favorite movies of the year as well. Uh, do you want to see a sequel? That's my number two. And personally, no. do not want to see another sequel. Um, just because I think the first one is beautiful and stands alone. And the second one is going to be, regardless, going to be compared to the first one. Um, and I just don't know where you go. I know Murder Mystery. I know that he can solve something else. But then... Mm. Like now you're going down the road of Sherlock Holmes. You're going to like I. It's he's a fun character, but honestly, Daniel Craig was fun in that movie. I liked him a lot in that movie. But the made the movie made the movie. The reason why I love that movie so much is the ensemble cast that was in that movie that that he got to play off of. That's what I'm worried about. I'm okay yeah. with it, but I want to see something something completely different. Yeah, than the first one. Per, can I like answer that? So personally, from the question in the chat right there, would you rather see a Knives Out two or a Murder on the Orient Express two? I would rather see a sequel to Murder on the Orient Express because I oh, like, I like, yeah, I I liked that movie fine, and I think that that has more area to improve on because like I think the the cast and the performances of that movie were good, but the script kind of let it down and it was a little bit like too convoluted and like I don't think that like that obviously wasn't on the level of Knives Out as far as like quality of every aspect script performances twists all that kind of stuff um so i think there's way more potential in murder versus knives out just because yeah yeah it's because well, they already set they already set him up in a different world before he got that job like the beginning yeah. of murder on the orient express is that guy is literally hunting down something else like yeah. you see where he could go in knives out you don't see any of that and i i I honestly think I might like Kenneth Branagh and Murder a little bit more than Daniel Craig and Knives Out, and I love them both, both of their performances. I like uh, Kenneth Branagh's weird... I love the kooky stuff he's doing. I love the kooky stuff Craig's doing. If I have to say, you know, you're throwing me in the theater right now, which one am I seeing? I'd rather see Murder, because I think there's more to improve on from the first yeah. one. The, the the real question here is, since when is Coho the supposed Agathy Christie shill? I've never once heard you say Agatha Christie, Caleb Coho. He, ha he has, but he's he? a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's no. a huge murder mystery guy. Oh, is he? Well, I know I that. No, I, knew th I knew that. I knew that. But anyway, uh, cool. Okay, great. Um, yeah, Death on the Nile coming uh, this November, yeah. I believe. Um, and um, yeah, I want to see a sequel. I hope it's not called Knives Out 2. I hope it's like... yeah. I mean, guns pointed or you know like something else like super, i think like, it should different... be pointed now like yeah there you go it should be something or honestly something out or whatever like like knives out like blade or i don't know something else like, blades out that, blades sounds like, out that sounds like such a ripoff that sounds like the oh, buzzfeed no. ripoff i mean whoa hello um why are we bringing? Uh, they're called Native Americans, not Indians. Yeah, that's what I was like. I'm taking this comment off the screen. Okay, uh, <laughs> guys, 
We're canceled. We did the main part of the show. Um, at the end of every show, we talk about uh, the movies coming out into theaters next week. That is what we're going to do right now. So uh, coming next week into theaters in wide release. We already talked about it a little bit. Jesus Christ, Caleb Coho, you make me want to jump off a bridge. Um, 1917 coming to theaters i'm seeing it on thursday i'm very excited uh cody you said you're seeing it friday but are you looking forward to it oh yeah um the 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 idea for this war movie is brilliant in my eyes i think this is just a genius like if you guys don't stop it the people will die like the brothers like they know that somebody's about to like and they have to lead this mission and that i'm not a huge person that like the movie is sold with me by the visuals and everything else. Like I want a story, like I want a really good story. And I think this is going to give me the perfect thing that I want. Like, yeah, I think it's going to be brilliant. Honestly. Awesome. Robert, what about you? Uh, I will not see this before seeing other things that are in theaters that I'd rather see, but I will probably see it eventually. Uh, like a couple months down the line, maybe pre Oscars. We'll see. But just from the trailer alone, it looks like Dunkirk, but better. Uh, Honestly, like Cody, Cody kind of nailed on the head. Like I, I can really appreciate good filming, and I can appreciate good sound design and good cinematography, like in a war movie. But like, your movie can't hinge on just that for me to really have a good, enjoyable experience out of it. Cody and I have the same opinion. This is why we don't love Dunkirk, uh, is because like, yes, it's a technical marvel. Is it designed very well? Is it shot very well? You don't care about any of the people in the film. Yeah, you I, I agree. Them. I, it, I just That's I, don't, rough part. I don't like the st- even it's not just the characters it's just the story in general it yeah, was yeah. the story wasn't told in a way that was uh encapsulating to me this looks like it will be as lo- well as having those technical aspects so i'm very excited and i think this is cl- gonna clean up. and that tracking shot yeah <sighs> talk about cox out all right, yeah, good point. Okay, uh, I don't know what Stargers... T- Doolittle comes out next weekend. We'll talk about that next weekend. I don't know what this even means. Like, Doolittle is mad. Shoot, I don't, I don't know what it means. But it's coming out next weekend. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. It's coming out next weekend. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, it's so going to be bad. All, all you Doolittle RDJ fans, uh, <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will bring you that review as soon as I see the film. It's uh, going to be bad. The next movie coming out next week, um, another uh, expansion into wide release is Just Mercy, starring um, Why Am I Michael B. Jordan? Holy shit, I almost lost it there. And Jamie Foxx, uh, Ree Larson. I think this movie looks great. Very excited. The Macaw um, is super excited for this movie because it has lawyer things in it. Mm. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Robert, what about you? Uh, yeah, it looks interesting. I like Michael B. Jordan. I think. Uh, it's gonna be it an interesting play. I'm really hit or miss with Jamie Fox, so we'll see. Uh, but it looks, I mean, it looks like classic Oscar bait, to be honest. Like it doesn't look super, super unique to me. But I also like history, and I also like law, lawyer stuff. So you know, I I could see myself enjoying this one. All right, Cody. Um, I want to see it, but too bad my theater will not be playing it. Instead, my theater is going to be playing movies like. Uh, like a boss and underwater, which I don't oh. know what those are. Well, you're jumping the gun. We're about to talk about them next. Oh, Coming up is like a boss. Uh, this is a comedy starring uh, Tiffany Haddish. That Rose is a burn. That's a weak word to use right now. Comedy. Um, yeah, right. Uh, so we we saw the trailer before Bombshell, I believe. Um, and there's one joke right at the beginning of the trailer that made me laugh, and I looked at Maggie and I said. This looks pretty good. 
and then the rest of the trailer happened and i was like oh, oh, wow. I'm, I'm not gonna see this one um if i have time i'll check it out but i i don't plan to because you're gonna be busy you got awesome i got other stuff i gotta watch. well uh, literally all i have yet yet to see before i finalize any lists is 1917 and just nice and stuff documentaries um, they're never they're never gonna make it into my top ten of the year. Oh, that's fair. That's Not fair. with an attitude like that. Well, I know once the awards <laughs> get nominated, I want the thing you have to watch everything that's nominated. So I've decided I'm not gonna do that to myself this year. Last year I forced myself to watch well, no no no. So anything like again, this is gonna big. sound bad. Anything big I'm gonna watch. So I'm gonna watch all the foreign films, I'm gonna watch all of the uh just, I'm not gonna force myself to see all of the shorts, all the shorts, and all of yeah, the docs, yeah. and all of the like ra- that one random movie that was nominated for visual effects that everything else wasn't, or the one movie that was nominated for sound design, and it's only uh, you got the help we kind of sent. Of you got the help we sent. I'm so happy. Thank it's, you. Okay. Yeah, I, I I can't do it again. Last year I watched so many movies, and I love it, but oof. Um, okay, so. I'm gonna assume neither of you are gonna see like a boss. So I'm can Tiffany off. Haddish go away? Am I wow. rude to say that? Can she just go? I, I I don't find her humor funny anymore. Is it because she's, she's a woman or something else? Oh, thousand percent. Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> everybody in this community says when one woman's not funny, they they just hate women. No, I just find her stick over. It's over and done. I, I actually agree with that. I, she's not I, funny. I, I didn't like her to begin with. Even in like Girls Trip, I didn't <clears> think she was that funny. Yeah, like she does these stupid things, and like, like even Melissa McCarthy at times was funny at times. Like, there's Amy Poehler, Tina Fey; those people are funny. Tiffany Haddish, you're not funny. Stop! You're overacting, and it drives me bad. All so right, make sure she gets your message. The final uh, <laughs> oh, this weekend is uh, Underwater. Um, I'm actually looking forward to this one. I want to see this one. This stars Kristen Stewart. Um, as well as I know TJ Miller's in this thing and a couple other, like there's a lot of randomly famous people in this movie, but those are the Kristen Stewart's the big one. She's the one one who's on the poster and everything. And basically from what I get from the trailer is that they're working in some sort of scientific lab thing, um, leagues and leagues under the water and, uh, something breaks and they have to basically travel from this thing they're in across to another safe zone mm. and there may or may not be some sci-fi elements in there under the water. We don't, the, the, the trailer alludes to the fact that yeah, there's some fucked up shit under the water, but we don't know 100% until mm. we're in the movie. Nothing was explicitly shown in the trailer, but it's a lot of like, what is that? Oh my God. Ah, so I think it looks pretty cool. It's probably going to be a shitty January movie, but um, the trailer sold me. So I'm going to go see it. Um, Cody, the pitch I just gave you, what do you think? <laughs> Uh, sure, but I have to see 1917 first, and I have to watch The Farewell and The Lighthouse, and there's a lot of good movies that I still need to watch. But I will add it to my list, but I probably won't go to the theater. I'll probably watch it when it comes out. All right, Robert. Based on that pitch, honestly, you sold me. That sounds something that's, like, kind of up my alley. Like, yeah. random sci-fi crap with water. Like, I, yeah. I don't think I'll see it in the- Aliens in the water? I gotta go see it. I don't think I'll see it in theaters, but, like, that pitch kind of sold me. I, yeah. I might be interested in seeing this now. Watch, watch the trailer after the water. Yeah, I will actually watch the, the water when, this, uh, when the show's over. All right, guys, that's the show. Um, thank you for watching. Thank you for making us your now official movie news uh, show on the internet. Um, I'm glad that we could be that for you guys. 
Um, we're not going to go daily, but we'll be here every Tuesday um, that I can muster up the courage to get off the couch and put on a shirt. So, uh, Cody, uh, actually, you have things to plug. So, Robert, I'm going to go to you first. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Um, and where can people find you on the internet? Uh, sure, you can find me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at rbrtprkr98. That's my first last name of Oswald Sear. Uh, and you can find me occasionally on this show and occasionally uh, around Multiplex in general. And that's the big stuff for now. Hit me up in a couple months. Yeah, there you go. That's about right. Uh, Cody, what is going on tomorrow on that show you do that I saw on Take 3 the other day? Yes, the show I uh, my show is now split between two networks apparently, uh, one good host, one bad. Um, but oh, uh, that's me. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, well, <laughs> listen to me when I say stuff to you. Okay. Um, so we're doing uh, best opening scenes in movies. The best opening scenes in movies. Uh, top ten. I've got. Uh, it's still our pre-recorded episodes. We'll be live on the 22nd of Best of 2019. Gives enough people to watch all the movies that are coming out to get a shot. 1917, for example. So uh, come check back. But yeah, next week's tomorrow's gonna be good. We got Coho, Boatman, uh, Bar, and Brian Michaels. It's gonna be a fun show. So yeah, dope. Um, Caleb always nagging me from afar. Um, I tell him I'm going to do something. He still uh, makes sure that I need to do it. Trust, I haven't gotten to my part yet, Caleb. Here you go. Here's your stuff. Okay, guys, tomorrow, voting ends for the Multiplex Awards for 2019. It ends tomorrow night. It's going to be gone. You won't be able to vote anymore. So if you haven't voted, go and vote. Um, make sure you award- write in Nico's Rock for Manager of the Year. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the results of said voting will be announced Sunday night tentatively at 10 EST. Um, Caleb taking a page out of Robert's book and calling me daddy. He just said dad. I added the D. So that was a yes from me. Yeah, that too. Anyway. That was you you projecting onto him on that one. It's true. true. Um, But anyway, so the results will be announced in a live stream. Okay, so guys, here's the thing. It'll be announced in a live stream Sunday night, 10, 10, 15 EST. If you're watching live and you win an award, we'll bring you in to uh, give an acceptance speech. Um, But otherwise you're not going to give an acceptance speech unless you want to post something on Facebook or something. Great. Fantastic. But um, we're going to announce the awards and who won them. It's going to be me, Cody and Caleb, and maybe a guest appearance by Caleb Boatman somewhere off in the Florida land. Um, But as of right now, that is the plan. Um, Otherwise, Phantom Fight comes back later this month at the end of the month or the beginning of February. We also got a free for all coming up, Cody, right? Yes, uh, it will be live. Uh, we are. It will be live on the first February. So it's that it's going to lead into Sunday. It's going to be February second. For for all, we'll go live. Um, I'm really excited for it. We have a lot of great competitors. You will know nothing until the event starts. Even the competitors don't know when they're entering. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so join us. The winner gets a title shot of any of his choosing from uh, wars on singles or teams. So. Absolutely. It's going to be really exciting. Lots of fun stuff coming up at Multiplex Entertainment. Um, But thanks so much for watching, guys. So until next time, that has been Cody. That has been Robert. I have been Tim. We will see you guys next time for another episode of Multiplex Loves Movies. Peace out. See you next time.